Okay. Easiest joke of the week, right? By far. <laughs> like it's okay. They're really accurate though. I, I wasn't sure. So I went back and watched it. Even then, was it so I went back and watched it again. But to be 100 percent like accurate here, I watched it about seven or eight more times. So did she win or lose? Was Maddox even involved? Like, was it, it was, it was that technically a trios match? It wasn't a trios match. Maddox was filling. Maddox was creepiest. You know what? Anyway, I watched Paige a lot. I tell you what, though, I know why Xavier Woods' is finishing move now is a small package roll-up. hey Welcome to the Essential Wrestling Podcast. My name is Al Carl. I'm your host of Misinformation. We are powered, as always, by the Eastern Observer. You can taste the power. Well, an extra froggy today. On the bottom part of our screen, uh, first ever PWB champion, the living legend, John DeConi. John, how are things today? Ah, it's a lovely day here in Jersey. How are, th- how are things out there in Parte Anuna? Yeah, Parte Anuna was doing okay. Same weather. It's always just a little windier out here than normal for whatever reason. Uh, speaking of wind, shout out to all of our fans and, and watchers down in Florida. I uh, hope you guys are safe right now. I got family down there. They're taking precautions. Uh, they're, they're more inland, so hopefully they'll be okay. But uh, oh, they don't have it easy down there. On the, the top part of the screen with me, as always. And number four. John Smith. <laughs> John, how are things today? <clears throat> Pretty good, man. Just getting over being sick, so I'll have to apologize to everyone in advance for my coughing fits. I'll try to hit the mute button. And uh, speaking of being sick, unfortunately, Gary Mahaffey cannot be with us today. He did make a valiant effort. I did get uh, this message for him today. Going to try to attempt to be there. Something growing through my stomach like a dose of salts. Been on the loo constant since been home from work. Too much info, I know. Ha ha. So I assume a loo. Like, I guess maybe if you say it in an Irish accent, it, it comes off a little better. But uh, <coughs> hey, Gary, uh, I hit another message after that, which didn't make any sense to me uh, again. But uh, well, Gary, we hope you feel better. We'll see you back here next week on today's episode. Oh, God, I got to do the computer. Sami Zayn had the greatest moment of his career this past Friday on SmackDown. Barbed Wire Massacre made him at the Victory Road on Impact's way to Bound for Glory. The Czar has returned from injury. He showed up on NXT last week. We make our picks for this week's upcoming shows, which is always sponsored by ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. And guys, she'll like it too. Roman Reigns, he likes it. We found that last week. Uh, we're going to main event the show with Edge returning earlier than expected from his injury to thwart the Judgment Day. Here are the Raw roll-up standings going into this week. AEW with a four roll-up lead, trying to become the new champions uh, in the roll-up world. 
Impact right behind Raw as well. SmackDown, you haven't seen anything out of them. NXT, then of course, uh, rest of the UK. Ring of Honor should be having another show coming up, hopefully, some point soon. Don't you think? I think so. Yeah. Uh, one, one. And then, but we're going to uh, curtain jerk the show with AEW Grand Slam and John DeCani, uh the Tournament of Champions final uh, at Arthur Ashe Stadium. It was uh, the Blackpool Combat Club in full effect. John Moxley, Brian Danielson. I call this match a layup. Boy, is my face red. Yeah, I was right there on the same page with you. Uh, you know, I, I think I actually did manage to say I thought Mox was probably the right choice for all he's done for them recently and whatnot. He was, and he was probably the safer choice. I think there was a chance in hell they were going to pass on the opportunity to add Brian Danielson to the legacy of the AEW World Title. And well, what the hell do we know? <laughs> so this this was BCC versus BCC. Uh, it started out, you know, they're back and forth, uh, hold for hold, submission for submission, grinding on each other. And then to show that uh, they were willing to go just about anywhere, you know, they needed to go. You had uh, Danielson stomp, uh, or you had Mox stomp on Danielson's, uh, uh, like, ankle, his Achilles, whatever you want to say. Uh, then he hits him with a paradigm shift, but uh, Danielson manages to kick it too. Then uh, Danielson uh, sinks into the label lock, but Mox gets a foot on the ropes to break it. Mox hits another paradigm shift, but now they're outside on the ramp. And because the ramp was so steep, Danielson rolls right back into the ring. Uh, Time out. That scares me. That, him and that ramp don't get along as it is. That actually scared me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I held my breath while they were out there, but it was, you know, just a paradigm shift, which is basically a very gentle suplex at this point when he doesn't do the DDT version of it. Uh, so Danielson, uh, he, you know, he rolls all the way back in. Mox jumps in just to cover him. Danielson kicks it too. Mox transitions into a choke. Uh, Danielson uses the buckles to flip over and. He, you thought he was going to get out of it, but Mox got right to his back. And because of the change of position, he was able to completely flatten him out. He went from the bulldog choke to the rear naked, uh, just locked it on tight, and Danielson went limp, and the ref had to call for the submission victory. And your winner and three-time AEW World Champion. Are you doing this on purpose? This was the, the page references at the beginning. <laughs> Wrestlers grinding on each other. One wrestler. Seems to be the theme of the episode today. We got to get our minds out of the gutter here. Uh, watching closely uh, in the stands was MJF. I guess he has his casino chip that he won at All Out as the Joker. Apparently, they're going to be completely ripping off the Money in the Bank briefcase here. I guess he can cash that in at any point in time. From uh, from what I heard. Seems that way. So uh, MJF uh, playing the role of uh, yeah, Money in the Bank uh, catch and walking. I guess him and Austin Theory a race. It's a race between him and Austin Theory. <laughs> First, MJF did have a little jaw jacking segment with Wheeler Yuta. Uh, once uh, Yuta slapped MJF, that cued Big Morrissey to come help out MJF. So it looks like Morrissey uh, and I guess uh, Stokely Hathaway's band of uh, Jade's baddies are still uh, going to be helping out MJF throughout this. Uh, John Smith uh, with the Ring of Honor Championship. 
Uh, yeah, another way. Oh boy, was my phrase, Randy. Like, great way to start the show. Everyone gets to see Claudio and, and, and his new shiny title. <laughs> wanting their whole entire. I mean, we finally have Cesaro or Claudio Casagnoli as, as the world champion. We get to see uh, beat a legend like Chris Jericho. Then all of a sudden, Cesaro showed up. Oh man. Yeah, this one did not go the way that we really anybody thought it was gonna go. Holy crap! Like, you know, uh, who, who was the old guy on the side that Jericho used as a human shield at one point? I don't even remember. But uh, the guy totally no sold it after the fact. Like, you saw him in the corner of the camera after the fact. He just like stood up and walked away after he got punched by Jericho. It was so funny. <laughs> I um, think that was, that was that Bobby Cruz, the Ring of Honor uh, ring announcer guy. I think it might have been bald older guy. He's yeah, Austin Aries. <laughs> yeah, so these guys these guys went at it the, the way you'd think they would, but uh, at the end of the match, Cesaro almost runs over Aubrey Edwards because, you know, she has to get involved. So, you know, just trying to tell a story, right? <laughs> so, so Cesaro almost takes her out, which, you know, in turn makes her not see that Cesaro gets low-blown by Jericho. Judas Effect, one, two, three. And we have ourselves a new Ring of Honor champion, 58-billion-year-old Chris Jericho. Like, he really needed this on his resume. Yeah, and that's the one thing he was missing. And now I think, and actually, well, I, take, take, take about this what it is. All right, so he was he was a WWE champion. He was the, the world champion, along with WCW. Uh, Ring of Honor champion, AEW champion. That's 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 Punk's resume. Now Punk was the only person to ever have done that, and now Jericho has it. A week, after, yeah, coincidence much? A week after the the scrum happens. So uh, yeah, I guess we didn't. That's that. There was an Easter egg for you, right? That's when Hunter loves Easter eggs. All of a sudden, it's just another case. Of how the hell did we not see that coming? Right? Yep. John the Clotty. John the Connie. The acclaimed have arrived. <laughs> uh, you, you almost felt bad uh, for swerving our glory because uh, I think, as we said a couple weeks ago, uh, if there was ever a time to change an outcome on the fly, it would have been that tag title match. Like the audience was so ready for the acclaimed. They didn't get it that day, but at Grand Slam, swerving our glory were like dead men walking. They, you know, Give them all the credit in the world. It was an almost 14-minute match. They put on a, a hell of a match. Uh, lots of great high spots, as the tag division always does in AEW. Uh, we had we had uh, uh, Daddy Ass, Billy Gunn, get involved on the outside. But first he backed off. You know, hey, we're going to keep this on the up and up. And then as soon as the referee's back was turned, he hits a Famouser on Swerve. He kind of throws his uh, carcass in, and uh, Bowens hits the arrival. Caster with the mic drop, one, two, three, and there was much scissoring and much enjoying. For your yeah, news, I spy a Jersey guy, Anthony Bowens. Good work. I like it. I like it, and good for them. You know what? The one thing I like about AEW is their tag team division. They they have actual tag teams, not just two guys thrown together because they have nothing to do with them. Actual tag teams, and I've been saying it all along. Good work by the acclaimed. Seriously, though, they, they came from being probably the most hated thing. It's what John Cena was. The same thing John, when John Cena rapped in 2003. People couldn't stand it, but then they got funny. That's it. 
Uh, FTR interviewed uh, post match or interrupted by the guns poking fun at AT uh, at FTR. Last I checked, the temperature of hell is nowhere close to freezing at this point. So I don't I don't think the guns are going to stand the chance in this one. But then again, I was wrong on both of those title matches. So uh, forgot to mention. Actually, there's going to be a Jericho celebration next uh, tomorrow night. Daniel Garcia has something he wants to tell Jericho, but Jericho told Garcia to wait till next week, which would be tomorrow night. Uh, John Smith, do you think he's going to stay? Is it should he stay or should he go now? Who was that? Kiss, John the Connie. <laughs> That's like the opposite of Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Very much the opposite. Uh, wait, what, what's the question? I don't know. What is, any any uh, speculation on what Daniel Garcia is going to tell Jerry? He's got something for him. Oh, I don't know. He's in love with him. No, all right, John Connie. Sounds as logical as anything else that goes on in wrestling. All right. <laughs> Uh, Tony Storm wins the fatal four-way uh, match with a crucifix check one for AEW on the good Dr. Britt Baker. Post-match attack on Tony Storm, throated by the debuting Soraya, formerly known as Paige, who we, uh, we alluded to at the beginning of the show. Soraya is now all elite. All jokes aside, God, please protect her. Yes. Because what Sasha Banks did to her to cause this whole thing after coming back early from her first neck surgery, that was not Sasha Banks' fault. It was just a nice swimsuit dropkick that jolted her neck, and all of a sudden it's, please, God, protect her. Did you say thwarted or throated? <laughs> Tongue-in-cheek or other things in cheek, right? Hey, uh, Pac defeated Orange Cassidy after hitting him with the ring bell hammer to retain the All-Atlantic title. That was all on Dynamite. Quick rundown of what happened on AEW Grand Slam Rampage, uh, which was, as, as we thought, uh, taped after Dynamite. So uh, if you were at this event, you were at Arthur Ashe Stadium for about five hours. And I'm sure uh, Jim Cornette talked seven hours about it. Um <laughs> Sting and Darby Allen defeated the House of Black uh, after interference from the Great Muda. Woof. Allowed Sting to eventually hit the Scorpion Death Drop on Buddy Matthews. Shout out to Buddy Matthews. I guess uh, rumors and innuendo here. Uh, I guess he was at a he was at a live event and saying he's taking a break now too. So the House of Black is officially done. He, he actually thanked everybody for the support of the House of Black. Uh, but he's taking a break as well. So uh, that's two AEW members taking a break to go be with their WWE wives and or girlfriends and or Mysterios. <laughs> uh, now, like I said, Aleister Black or Malachi Black, excuse me, said he wasn't going back, but uh, I guess they all just, we just hope they're mentally okay. We miss them. We love, we love Buddy Murphy. We love Malachi Black. We love it when they face each other. Once a month for that little span in 2020, it was the greatest wrestling SmackDown had on at that point in time. So, all good look at him. Uh, Hook and Action Bronson defeated 2.0 after dueling red rums. That's fun. Wardlow and Samoa Joe defeated Tony Nese and Josh the Good Woods after a muscle buster on Tony Nese. Jungle Boy defeated Ray Phoenix with the Royal Roll of Check for another one for AEW, extending their lead. They are not screwing around in this competition. Post match attack on Jungle Boy by Luchasaurus, who's being instructed by Christian. So it looks like Christian, I don't know if this, apparently he was supposed to be out for nine months or whatever his surgery was, but I guess. It's, I don't know, maybe he didn't have the surgery yet. Who knows? 
apparently, I don't know, maybe because Britt Baker was there. He was there. Man, I'm gonna pick and roll today. Um, that that's a rumor. I'm not. I, I like Britt and Adam Cole. Christian's not breaking them up. Stop. You know you're uh, not. You know you're not SpongeBobbing, right? Uh, my, oh, that's Raw Roll. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, there he is. That's how rumors get started. Christian and Britt Baker, and that's how rumors get started. Uh, speaking of breaking up relationships, Sammy Guevara. Uh, he's up next. <laughs> Sammy Guevara defeated Eddie Kingston via DQ after Kingston won the match, refused to let go of the stretch plum. So the referee reversed his decision a la The Rock and Ken Shamrock via WrestleMania 14. Haven't seen that in a long time. It's been how many years since WrestleMania 14? Over 20, right? Okay. So, I guess that was 25. Yeah, Jade Cargill defeated Diamante after Jade to retain the TBS title. Post-match, Trina, who accompanied Diamante to the ring, Ended up joining Jade and being one of Jade's new baddies. And, all right. Um, John the Connie, we had a golden ticket battle royal. That, we should. Uh, yeah, yeah, the we winner should. gets a world title match. Uh, yes, it's us again. Every Tuesday. Yes. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, yes, we had the golden ticket battle royal, as you said. And, you know, we knew about six or seven people that were going to be in it. We weren't sure how many people were going to be in it. And they didn't bother to tell us, announce them, let us watch the entrances or anything. So I'm not going to try and bother running them down because they didn't seem to care to anyway. Uh, we had Hangman get jumped during his entrance by Roosh, Butcher, and the Blade. We go to break. We come back. Now there's 20, maybe 25 people in the ring. I mean, of note, there was a Brian Cage sighting. There was a Dalton Castle sighting. So that's exciting. What it got down to at the final four were Penta, Jay Lethal, Roosh, and Hangman. Lethal tosses Penta out. Hangman uh, chucks Lethal. It's down to Roosh and Hangman. They're fighting just outside the ropes on the apron's edge. Somehow, Roosh winds up on Hangman's back. Dead eye falls to the floor. Your winner and number one contender not holding a poker chip, Hangman Adam Page. He will apparently get his shot October the 18th in Cincinnati. On a Tuesday. A very special Tuesday. That's right, because hockey starts on Wednesday. <laughs> Hockey's back, boys. Ready for 10 p.m. Dynamites. Tuesday Dynamites. But they're not even putting it on at 8 o'clock? They're, they're, they're pushing it back a day. It's going to be on Tuesday. Right, but it's going to be on it. At eight or ten, or well, probably, yeah, it's probably gonna, here. Here we go with the Tuesday Night Wars. Now it's going to be AEW <laughs> versus NXT again. Thanks, hockey. <laughs> Must be hockey season. I wonder who's actually opening up on that two, on the Wednesday, the nineteenth. Um, TNT, uh, T, yeah, TNT, TBS. Well, that's the whole reason why they went to TBS, so they didn't have to do this. Wait a minute, I'm way off on this one. What the hell are they doing? Anyway, maybe it's double play. I don't know. Anyway, Ricky Starks defeated Powerhouse Hobbs in a lights out match. With the greatest move, the Rojambeau on Rampage. I could not I could not believe he got him up the way he got him there. Like from a, 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 what you call a pedigree to up on his shoulder and then slam. That, that was impressive by Starks, who is not a huge fella and certainly not as big as Powerhouse Ops. No, he's absolute, though. It's a Rojambeau on Rampage. So uh, the fact that we were discussing that nobody saw Chris Jericho uh, beat Claudio Castagnoli, apparently Brian Roy did from hours to 
days of our life, whatever company we were. Uh, Ryan actually went perfect on Dynamite, so he got major points there. I went perfect on Rampage. So everyone else, nine and four, nine and four. John Smith, 11 2. Very impressive. One show, one match wrong on each show. Uh, like I said, Brian, uh, he got Dynamite correct. I got Rampage correct. Um, so we increased our perfect papers. So did you, hey, John McConnell, did you know that Henning didn't have the third end in it? <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, so we have one match announced uh, this upcoming Wednesday, as far as I know. Actually, I checked t- uh, Twitter today. Not Twitter. Again, page. Um, the only match they had a championship uh, eliminator match, John Moxley and Juice Robinson from uh, New Japan, John Connie. We've seen Juice in Impact. Uh, he's now not with David Finley anymore. Finn Juice is no more. I do believe he is with the Bullet Club, if I remember, yes, if I know correctly. So, and I do believe he did have Will Ospreay's United States title for a long time, but I believe Will got that back. Yes, yes, he is. Uh, he is now rock hard, Juice Robinson. That's right. Yeah, just stick with the theme of the show. That's right. Now. It's, a, it's a gutter, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We haven't had one in a while. It's a gutter show today. Hit him hard. Hit him hard. <laughs> See what happens when uh, when Gary leaves us uh, up to our own devices. Give me, give me Mox taking care of Juice on this one. All right, John Smith. I'm sure. I'm assuming it's non-title, right? Well, it's one of those eliminator things where if Juice wins, then you get the title match. So if not, he can't challenge again while Mox is champ. I don't know what the rules are, but I got you. Yeah, give me G. Just kidding, Moxley. Yeah, Moxley. <laughs> well, you never know. Uh, so that was Wednesday night, and that was Friday night. Friday night was a very busy night. That was not the only show that was on. We also had Impact's Victory Road, and John DeCani. I do believe you're kicking us off. That's right. Uh, Barbed Wire Massacre. They. I mean, this was the first match that they uh, they announced for the show. They said it right off the bat that this was going to be the main event, and it did. And uh, I really liked Sammy Callahan's tribute. That was fun, um, and it was uh, it's exactly what it said it was supposed to be. Exactly. They, they they don't they don't mess around. They they don't outthink themselves too often on Impact. Uh, it was supposed to be bloody, violent, and just absolute absurdity in terms of plunder, and that's exactly what you got. Uh, you had Sammy Callahan. Uh, he went out and had himself uh, uh, the Cactus Jack wanted dead T-shirt made up with his own face on it. He wore a black and uh, black and red checkered uh, flannel vest with Death Machine across the back. He's already been using the cactus driver, so we already know that the uh, cactus uh, holds a special place in his heart. And he went out there and threw his body around, just like Mick Foley would be very proud to see, or maybe a little bit disturbed. But anyway, uh, uh, Macklin came out in the Punisher war paint, uh, which I guess turns out is a lot like uh, Demon Finn Balor, because apparently he can't lose once he has on the war paint. Moose, <laughs> Moose uh, was kind of dressed like The Rock in a plain black kind of tracksuit, and he, he got the ass ripped out of it very early on when he hit the first uh, batch of barbed wire, but luckily he was prepared underneath. Yeah. Uh, these guys went back and forth. There was, you know, barbed wire around three uh, sides of the ring, so you could only, uh, without going over the top rope, which did happen, uh, you could only get freely in and out one of the four sides of the ring. 
there were tables with barbed wire. There were spools of barbed wire. There barbed wire. There were orbs of barbed wire, as Moose found out when he flattened one when uh, taking a uh, some kind of suplex or something. Uh, there were doors with barbed wire. It, it was it was barbed wire everywhere. Mm-hmm. In the end, uh, Sammy was ready to hit Macklin with I think a third cactus driver this time onto a barbed wire wrapped door. But Macklin delivered a low blow to get himself out of it. He followed with the KIA, which kind of also another tip of the cap to Cactus Jack because it is that butterfly double underhook DDT on Sammy, onto the door. And in just under 25 minutes, Steve Macklin is your winner of Barbed Wire Massacre. I spy a Jersey guy. Jersey guys had a good week with him and Bowens. Maybe other people I don't remember. Mr. Stone do. Uh, they lead a one one. Anyway, uh, I don't know more. They had a match. Uh, they defeated Josh Alexander, Rich Swan, and Heath at their Boston knee party, followed by diehard Flosion on the champion for the win by Eddie Edwards. So Eddie's got all the momentum in the world going into Bound for Glory, which if this was a WWE script, Eddie Edwards just lost the main event at Bound for Glory. But since this is Impact... This actually makes things extremely intriguing. Yeah, like it's, you can't you can't take your foot off the Eddie Edwards pedal yet, you know. Uh, John Smith, uh, Vincent has been shocking shock treatment on PCO lately. Had that work out in this match? Well, PCO doesn't have one of his sleeves. I don't know if that's a normal thing for him. Uh, um, I thought it was going to be Virgil in this match and Jean-Pierre Lafitte, but we actually got Vincent and PCO. Um, (laughs) So Vincent took quite the beating for a while from the machine guns and PCO, you know, gets the hot tag eventually, or what what you could consider it for a heel hot tag. Um, He ends up doing um, the draping DDT a la Randy Orton, but leaves Saban there and then does a leg drop on the back of his head while his legs are still hung up on the second rope. That was pretty badass. Um, His big mistake, though, was going for for a a big body tackle. He gets sidestepped, and he goes out of the ring and lands flat on his back, and he's out of the match. And then it's just Vincent there to take double team after double team after double team after double team, and he falls, and we got the Motor City Machine Guns with the victory. And I guess the shock treatments weren't working out too well for PCO. Yeah, I believe PCL actually had a uh, some type of uh, hardcore match with with Heath on Impact on the, that Thursday as well. That I believe Heath won. So yeah, PCL. I guess it's not not working. Mickey James. She survived her career threatening match, defeating Giselle Shaw, aka Piston Honda, to win the Minor Circuit Championship after a Mick DT uh, to continue Mickey's last rodeo. Then Mickey backstage uh, wants Mia Yim to be the Shawn Michaels to her Ric Flair. And wants to face Mia at Bound for Glory. Will they do this again, John Lacani? Will Mia call Mickey Old Yeller at the end of the match? Will, Mickey, will Mia tell Mickey that she's sorry, that she loves her? Oof. Uh, that, that would be hilarious, but I don't think it ends here. It's, we're going to discuss it. We are going to have a Bound for the Glory special. I forgot to confirm that, you guys. You guys both said yes. Joe, uh, Joseph Kennedy Jarzanka said yes. So uh, we will be doing a Bound for Glory special uh, at some point in time next week. Got to see maybe fifth or something. I don't know. Let's just start promoting that, right, for next week. 
But yes, we're going to have Mia Yim, Mickey James, uh, a la Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, WrestleMania 24. That'd be fun if they just read, if she calls her, I, regardless of the I love you and whatever at the end, I just want Mia to call her old yellow. Just, just, just throw that one tribute out and just, and then Mickey play just flare to her teeth. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. You know, I just go completely just like BS with uh, his wardrobe. I think it'd be fun if they could do that. Yeah. Let's do that. Uh, staying in the women's division, nice white jersey girl Tasha Steele. There's another one we all got wrong. Um, she defeated Killer Kelly by disqualification after Kelly uh, got a hold of the chain Tasha was going to use on her uh, and used it on Tasha and then the referee. So, yeah, you can't do that. And uh, Killer Kelly got disqualified. Actually, that ending was better than anything else they could have done. To- <laughs> Killer Kelly well, it was a pre show match, so it didn't count, right? That was That was on the main card, wasn't it? Uh, that was no, that was uh, it was pre show. Oh, was it? Oh, I gotta change everything. I, I didn't see that. I missed that in your notes. I'm sorry. Uh, Rosemary, Ty Valkyrie, and Jessica with a K because she's sick talking with Gail Kim. They're ready for their rematch with Vex, but Jessica is gonna get the nod and Rosemary's gonna sit it out, changing game plan. It's an interesting strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him in the end. Bobby Fish, uh, he randomly shows up to the impact zone. He was looking for a fight. Here comes Raj Singh and Sierra looking for one as well. And uh, Fish cleared him out. So uh, Bobby Fish looks like he's going to be in the impact zone for a little bit. Bobby Fish at Bound for Glory. Uh, John Smith, uh, as an Undisputed Era fan, anybody on the impact roster you would like to see Bobby Fish face at Bound for Glory? Well, full disclosure, I was, I'm was i more of an Adam Cole fan than anything. I always thought that uh, he just – he didn't need the other three, but uh, Bobby Fish. I mean, Speedball versus anyone is going to be good. So Bobby Fish versus Speedball, I would definitely like to see. All right, all right. Speaking of Speedball, John, you're always up for some uh, for a Speedball, right? Yeah, it really gets the blood pumping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> F and A. No, we got um, Mike Bailey, Speedball Mike Bailey versus Delirious, who I've never heard of or seen before. But uh, the guy can go. It's probably the first time we've ever seen two guys barefoot wrestle each other in one match. Um, You know, the Speedball just hit all of his stuff. You know, Delirious was, uh, was on point and hitting some submission moves to try to slow him down. But at the end... Speedball followed him to the corner with, you know, his three spinning kick, three spins and a kick, and then hits his um, – uh, he misses the final – or the ultimate weapon, but then it's the Flamingo driver for the victory, which I still can't understand how to do that. Like, I tried doing it to, to my son. Like, stand on the bed. Let me see if I can do this. To, you know, I have no idea. Like, I'm watching on my phone. Like, how do you even do this? Oh, Johnny. <laughs> He's big, big, man. He's almost, like, too big for me to pick up. Yeah, I know. Actually, I saw a picture with him with, uh, with Chris. I guess it was uh, – today was National Sons Day. So, I guess – yeah, thanks for the post, Dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I so, saw, yeah, Johnny's – Johnny's a good kid. Good boy. And then John the Connie, uh, that's going to send Mike Bailey to Bound for Glory to defend the X Division title. Uh, John Smith, I'm sorry, he will not be fighting Bobby Fish, but uh, John the Connie, who will he be fighting? The winner of the Triple Threat Revolver. Yes, indeed. So the Triple Threat Revolver had 
eight participants. And just to you know, give you a little heads up on the, the rules, it, of course, started as a triple threat. And there was an elimination style. Every time one person was out, third person came in. So it remained a triple threat. So we got down to the last three, at which point it was one fall to a finish. So we had uh, Mia Yim, Laredo Kid, and Trey Miguel starting us off. Uh, Laredo Kid got eliminated by Yim when she hit Eat Defeat. Uh, Alex Zane came out next. He was almost immediately eliminated by Yim with a crucifix bomb. Kenny King is in next. Me, he eliminated Mia Yim with cha-ching, schoolboy roll-up. Uh, Yuya Yuimura is in next, and he gets eliminated by Trey with, I don't know what to call it. I, it was like a variation on Murphy's Law, which every time I see it makes me go like, whoa. That spin kind of day, but he kind of did it reverse. I don't know what it is. I just hope Trey busts it out again because it was pretty special. That got Yui Mora out of there. Frankie Kazarian came in next. Uh, he eliminated Trey Miguel with they called it a rear naked choke, but it was kind of, he, he held the arm. It was it was like not quite a cross face chicken wing, not quite a rear naked choke, whatever. Uh, Trey tapped. He's out. Torus is in. He's your last participant. So now we've got uh, him and Kaz and who the hell is left? Kenny King, right? Kenny King. Oh, yeah, exactly. Kenny King. My pick for this, and it's looking great because, hey, he even he eliminated Mia Yim, who he's got a little beef with, so then she could show up at his title shot and cause a problem. Ah, oh, I love this. I'm going to take it. And then Kaz... Catches King on the outside of the ropes, slingshots him in, catches him with a cutter in midair. One, two, three. Frankie Kazarian is going to bound for glory to get him some of speedball. Yeah, so we have a little interpromotional warfare here. AEW invading impacts, and now they could be a, another title on AEW's uh, resume. That they've had everything else from impact. Might as well have <laughs> the X title, too. It's the only thing they've been missing, right? <laughs> Um, so, uh, that won't do it for impact, but all the other stuff will lead into this Thursday night. So here's how we did. Uh, like I said, I, I could have swore Tasha Steeles was on the main card. I guess I, I read that wrong in the, in the notes here. So everyone will take away a loss from everybody. Uh, still, you know, subpar, um, doing all right. Everyone's chasing beef and reverence. So here are the overall standings. Ryan Roy, uh, Brian Roy, excuse me, slip, push up, push up. <laughs> yeah, and he extends his lead at the perfect pay-per-view plus the two five-point title matches. Uh, that got him uh, to 40 points last week with a 17-4 and four record. I went 16-5. John Connie 14-7. and seven. John Smith, 15-6. Good week for John Smith. Uh, so we're all chasing Brian Roy still, even though uh, yeah, it's a perfect pay-per-view. How do you know Jericho is going to win? I the Easter egg. <laughs> he does for a living, right? The Easter eggs. Becoming very so uh, this... Thursday on Impact, so stemming off of the Triple Threat Revolver and the X-Division Championship match, uh, we actually have Black Taurus and Delirious John Smith. We get to see Delirious again. Hmm. I mean, Black Taurus is awesome, and I don't think he should lose to Delirious, but do you bring this guy Delirious in to just lose and lose and lose? So... Mm -hmm. And he's just gonna go with Delirious for that reason only. Yeah, I think John. I think Black Taurus had a win last Thursday as well. Correct? Uh, yes, yes. He uh, 
he hit someone with his new well it's not a it's a new name not a new move but destination hellhole which is <laughs> one hell of a move <laughs> i love him back i go with delirious as well <laughs> I'll, I'll take terus just to be different all right why not uh, and then also at uh, Victory Road, Jordan Grace defeated Max the Impaler, who was Masha Slamovich's choice in his little pick your poison uh, thing that they're doing before Bound for Glory. Uh, Jordan Grace got her up with the Grace driver. John the Connie, your face is red. Uh, so now it's Jordan's turn to pick uh, her poison for Masha, and she chose, and John the Connick, uh, correct me if, if I'm wrong here, I spy a Jersey girl, Allie Catch. Yeah, that, that took some digging. You know, like, I, I'm not, uh, you know, we used to have a guy who did the, the independence. I don't know what the hell happened there, but, uh, you know, a lot a lot of people seem to know her on the independence. It took me a lot of time to, I mean, did they say Allie Catch? Did they say, what, what was that? Apparently, Allie Catch is tearing up the independent circuit she's uh just a little bit hardcore she is a jersey girl so that kind of goes without saying and uh she is the next to face masha slamovich who do you got not to mention john smith it's catch with a k uh oh nice he's gotta win no oh, and point of note it is a monster's ball oh yes there you go monster's ball i knew there was something i was missing thank you so we got Ali Catch with a K versus Masha Slamovich and a Masha's Ball. So I would say so Thursday night at 8 p.m. John Smith. So that means Wednesday night at the start of Dynamite, they're going to be locking Masha Slamovich and Ali Catch with a K in a holding cell with no food, no water, no daylight for the 24 hours leading up to their match. Moose to your first match off the independence, and you got to go through this. <laughs> nah, hey, I'm going with Masha. John the kind. This seems like it's right up Masha's alley, and she's from Russia. I'm sure there's parts of Russia still now in these days that are you get a locked yeah. cabin and it's cold and the fire's out and the can of beans is empty and the water's frozen. <laughs> and plus, one of them gets to spend time with Sammy Callahan because he enjoyed it so much. He was moving into one of those uh, holding cells. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, give me give me Masha to take this one and stay clean on uh, route <laughs> to her uh, title shot. Thumbs up. <laughs> We're hey. crazy. All right. So that will do it. I didn't really believe that. No, that does not do it for him back as John DeConnie. I forgot to mention this before you. Uh, please look up on your notes because there was a ladder match last Thursday for the Digital Media Championship. Inquiring minds want to know. Everybody wants to know. Did Boo Pinder get the job done? Well, I mean, you know, what was the whole point of this feud if he doesn't take that title, right? And this is, what, his third try at it? So, of course, he didn't get the job done. No, because Brian Myers is a dirty, dirty heel, and he got a roll of gaffer tape and, uh, you know, basically tied uh, Bupinder low on the ladder and then set up a ladder. There was already a ladder set up right next to it, climbed right past him, clear as day, grabbed his title. Brian Myers still in not only the owner of a blue check mark, but the digital media champion. <laughs> it's the most important thing you need to be digital media champion. You need the blue check mark. 
So that will do it for Impact Victory Road. It doesn't do it for Friday night because we still got SmackDown to cover. But we're going to go to NXT real quick. Uh, seamless transition again. As always. Always, yeah. Always. We need a new background now, right? No more rainbow background. But the problem is I don't have the yellow graphics to go with it. So we're going to go. Uh, that that kind of goes now because the white and the, and the new NXT logo, I guess the gray kind of works with that. Yeah, get it. Uh, John Smith, we had a number one contenders match. Uh, to determine Braun Breaker's next opponent, or it'll probably be the opponent for Halloween Havoc. I don't think they announced that part, but they did announce Halloween Havoc at some point in time in October. Uh, on a weekend, it's going to be a premium live event on the cock. Uh, <laughs> and I believe because this is Tyler Bate and this is J.D. McDonough, I would like you to do, do this match in your best Irish accent. You need to be Gary right now. You were on the loo. Now, I was on the loo, and then I went to the city, <laughs> and that, that's the one word that always gets me when he's talking. I was on his city. I never heard that word before <laughs> for couch. City. Um, okay, so <laughs> I mean, th- this was one hell of a match between Bate and and McDonough, or should I say? <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. My... <clears throat> Sorry. I just had to stop myself from having a coughing fit. Oh, okay. That was good. Uh, right. uh, so uh, you might want to see me right now. I'm a... oh, yeah, go do your thing. Want me off you? Want me to get you off camera? Go do your thing. John the Connie. Yes, sir. You, you want to pick up where he left off or are we going to roll? He didn't start. Here? No. Yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, so yes, we had, um, JD McDonough and Tyler Bate. Uh, it was a, it was an, yeah, it was an official number one contender match, although they kind of like, didn't say that going in until like right before it was kind of assumed. And then they actually got to it. Uh, so Bate attempts an avalanche tiger driver, but McDonough turns it into a top buckle Spanish fly. That was just holy bleep moment. And, uh, he, it was 13 minutes of back and forth, and it, it, it ended with those couple of high spots and uh, the devil inside, or the devlin apostrophe side, and uh, a one, two, three, J.D. McDonough is moving on. Now, I think if you anyone remembers last week, I called no contest here. Something weird was going to happen because I wanted to see a triple threat. So, you know, gosh darn it, not going to get the uh, Tyler Bay, J.D. McDonough, uh, Braun Breaker triple threat. But Braun Breaker comes into the ring after this match is over to kind of get, not face-to-face, but just kind of, you know, sharing the same space with McDonough. And then some vaguely familiar music starts, and Ilya Dragunov is in the CWC, or the PC, or whatever they call it now. He makes his way out there, and the show ends with McDonough and Dragunov kind of face-to-face, and Breaker in the background just holding up that title. So are we going to see a triple threat? I don't know. Yeah, apparently John Smith, you doing all your, how you feeling, buddy? You better? You're still muted. He's muted? Okay, yeah, no, I'm good. All right, Sorry, good, good, good. So yeah, this one thing, Ilya Dragunov came out. That music hit John Smith. Jordan <laughs> Devlin lost his bleep on the head. He was freaking out. So let's go. we got to rewind the Gary land here. Uh, 
Ilya Dragunov defeated Jordan Devlin, his name back then. And now that was a loser leaves. You know, if Devlin didn't win the title, he had to leave NXT UK. And that's where we got Jordan, uh, JD McDonough today, you know, driving nice cars through the, the hills and dissecting people's faults and, and all that fun stuff that he does now. Ilya Dragunov was an undefeated NXT UK champion. He lost the title, had to drop the title uh, due to an injury that apparently was in July. So the fact that he's as back as, as soon as he is. Uh, from the tapings in, uh, in September or August or whatever it was. Uh, so he he was probably supposed to be the rightful person in that match against Braun Breaker, not Tyler Bate, because, uh, you know, Dragunov was, wasn't injured. There was a very good chance that he would have been champion going into that. So um, you happen to see Ilya Dragunov overseas, John Smith. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, that was the last music I expected to hear when, when that happened at the end of the show. I, you know, I look forward, I I'm hoping, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm hoping that they do a number one contenders match between those two, JD and Ilya. Then we get to see Braun versus Ilya. I don't, I don't want to see Braun involved in the triple threat. I really don't trust him yet enough to be, to put on a good triple threat match mm-hmm. and not be like sticking out like a sore thumb. And it's unfortunate to say about a champion, but, you know, it is what it is. John DeCani, we have a best of three series between Nathan Frazier and Axiom. Uh, Axiom going into the series, uh, going into the match, up one nothing. This is match two. Uh, I believe it kicked off the show. It certainly did. And uh, it went almost 14 minutes, and it was just as uh, – fast-paced and wow-full as uh, the, the first one was. Uh, we get towards the ending sequence there, and uh, Fraser uh, escapes a submission attempt by towing the ropes. So Axiom decides to go up and climb the buckles. Not sure what he's going for, but it doesn't make much of a difference because Fraser leaps to meet him right there and counters with a superplex. He holds on. He follows up for another stalling and then corkscrew suplex. And then uh, Fraser heads back up to the buckle and hits a Phoenix Splash to get the one, two, three, where we all knew this was headed to tie it up at one to one. And fingers crossed on how they decide to do the rubber match. Yep, it has not been announced yet, but uh, it seems like it's been in every other week. They're probably not going to fight tonight. They have a pretty stacked card tonight, if if I look at this correctly. Um, But yeah, maybe next week. Maybe next week on the Essential Wrestling Podcast, if you tune in with us, you're going to be hearing us talking about a British rounds match. They mentioned that when the when these two first got together. I believe they were reading comic books. So let's see what happens. Cora Jade, she defeated Wendy Chu after a DDT post-match attack uh, on Wendy Chu by Lash Legend. So uh, Lash still not done with Wendy. Uh, Cora went unscathed. Uh, nothing from Roxanne Perez, uh, so she went on. Von Wagner defeated Sanga. We all got that one wrong with the Death Valley Driver. Try, glad to see Von uh, get a win here. He's been he's been losing a lot of big matches. And the same thing with Toxic Attraction. They haven't bought a bucket lately, and they got a win over uh, Ivy Nile, Ivy Nile, and Tatum Paxley after a double roundhouse kick. Um, a match that Toxic Attraction should have won, and they did. So good for them. Uh, rumors and speculation reported to us by Gary over the week uh, that their uh, toxic attraction is going up to the main roster at some point. I don't know. Was there supposed to be a draft like yeah. two weeks ago? Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's see. And that's how rumors get. <laughs> Can't believe the internet. 
Wait, who announced that draft or who said something about a draft? Was it them or was it rumors? No, no, the WWE never announced it. No, not, yeah. nothing. Yeah, there was it was a it was a leak and it was a leak like oh and it's happening next week, and then like you know the day before it was supposed to happen, it was like oh no wait it's going to be moved to mid October and then nobody said anything about it since. Nope, said nothing. Uh, Alba Fire saw the fear in Mandy's eyes when Alba was swinging a baseball bat at her. I guess I'd have the, that fear as well, so I don't blame Mandy for that one. Uh, Mandy and Fallon Henley will get at it tonight, stemming back to, from the disrespect Mandy showed Brooks Jensen <coughs> a few weeks ago as Brooks was drooling all over her, and I believe um, he, missed, he tripped over his words. Um which queued up Sean Connery from the Celebrity Jeopardies. Titles, Mr. Connery. Famous titles. John Smith, who do you got on this one? Mm. Uh, <laughs> Buck Futter. <laughs> Wait, this is Paxley versus, oh no. Fallon Henley and Mandy Rose. Fallon Henley and Mandy Rose. Oh, Mandy, definitely. Donna Yes, give me Mandy and her titles. Titles. She has two titles now. Uh, the Schism did an in-ring promo. You're safe with, with them, but you're going to feel their wrath if you're not. Cue up Anafi and Blade after the altercation they had uh, from a week ago in the parking lot. And here we go. And the Dyad uh, made somewhat quick work of them uh, after a ticket to Mayhem. Tonight, we have Cameron Grimes and Joe Gacy. Finally, they're not waiting for Halloween Havoc for this one, John McConney. We're going to get out of tonight. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think Gacy will win by some kind of nefarious means, and we'll get maybe a rematch at Halloween Havoc. So give me Gacy to take the first one here, but I don't I don't think this will be done, one and done. All right, it sounds like a formula, John Smith. Isn't that, isn't that what we usually do? The bad guy wins the first one, and then the good guy wins the next two? Yeah, sounds about right to me. All right. Soul Rock, Soul Ruka, Soul Ruka. I guess we'll find out the correct uh, pronunciation tonight as she debuts. Surfs up, Cowabunga, Brad, and Gnarly. Dude. All right. Gallus was minding their own business, playing some cards, shooting some darts. Approached, uh, approached and attacked by Briggs and Jensen. Tonight, John Smith, it's going to be a pub rules match. Uh, Gallus are Scottish through and through. Uh, they're known for their bar fights. Briggs and Jensen, if I remember correctly, they met at a bar and they fought each other and then they became, did we just become best friends? <laughs> nope. So we got bar fighters in a pub fight. Fight night in NXT. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Gallus on this one. Um, you know, the Briggs and Jensen already got their little rub by having the those championships for a little while, the UK championships, and Gallus needs to show who they show us in America who they are. So uh, yeah, I got Gallus. Gallus boys on top, John McConnell. Yeah, yeah, this is not a barroom brawl. This is pub rules. So give me the Gallus boys. Oh, I left my Shigalian. What's the difference? Not the pubs are in Scotland. In okay. Ireland, yeah. the beer's warm that gets poured over your head. <laughs> there you go. Everything's Guinness, Guinness and James in the pub. Served a couple Murphy's Irish uh, stout yesterday. John Smith, the guy came in, had a couple Murphy's. 
Nice. There you go. Damon Kemp, uh, thinking he's a man's heel. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Damon Kemp, excuse me, is a thinking man's heel. Uh, he was one, He was the one who hired Tony D, Tony B. to screw with the diamond mine. And he planned so Roddy would take the fall. Well-executed plan by Damon Kemp. The Creed got into an argument as to who gets first crack at Kemp. Brutus won the argument, so they're going to get at it tonight, John DeConi. Mm. Kemp really should get his his ass whooped, but you know you, you can't fight one brother without fighting the other one. So I'll say Kemp finds a way to beat Brutus so that he eventually fights Julius. Yeah, and then John Smith, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a step further that I think he finds a way to beat Julius too. I think Roddy, I think might be our hero in this. Yeah, after all this, after us thinking Roddy was leaving altogether, yeah, and then we were like, oh yeah, Rod, Roddy's just gonna leave the Diamond Mine after we realized he wasn't leaving the company, and now it's okay. Well, Roddy's like the babyface in all this. Mm. Okay, uh, that's different, but uh, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I got I got Kemp winning, especially because you know he's trying to launch a singles thing, and you know why, why not beat a couple of tag team guys in the process? Yeah, let's do a raw roll up tonight too. Why not raw roll up with Julius like uh, doing something, and then he bolts out of there so he doesn't get his butt kicked by both of them. Let's do that. Raw roll up, Damon Kemp. <clears throat> uh, the show started with uh, apparently NXT Commissioner Shawn Michaels. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this was, it, it's it's funny. Do you remember Shawn Michaels as the commissioner? WWE commissioner, WWE yeah. commissioner. Remember that? Yeah. Came out WrestleMania 15. Vince, you gotta read the WWF rule book. <laughs> the only person that can appoint a special referee is the commissioner. Anyway, uh, Shawn Michaels had a brief meeting with both Carmelo Hayes and Solo Sokoa. Since Solo wasn't the sanctioned challenger for Carmelo the week prior... HBK took the title off of Solo and is going to hang it from the rafters at Halloween Havoc for five guys to compete for. Carmelo Hayes will be one of them. Solo Socolo apparently will not. He apparently is just going to stay on SmackDown in the bloodline. The other four will have to qualify. So uh, we'll rewind here for a sec. We'll just stay with Trick and Melo here. They were in an in-ring promo. They were interrupted by Andre Chase for a teachable moment. Leads to an impromptu match. And I know I checked the temperature of hell earlier. Apparently, in AEW's fine, but in NXT, it dropped because Andre Chase, with a raw roll up, check one for NXT on Carmelo Hayes. My, had the mighty have fallen so quickly. Unbelievable. Andre Chase, nice bleeping job. Uh, so that match, and then we actually had a qualifier uh, for the ladder match. It was Oro Mensa. AKA Ali Carter, Oliver Carter. I guess he was uh, supposed to be debuting in inaction. Action turned out to be Grayson Waller. Uh, and it actually turned out to be a qualifying match. Oro Mensa won the match after Apollo Cruz appealed with his eye, uh, appeared with his eyes still bleeding. He probably should get that checked out. I'm not a doctor, though. He can do what he wants. He's a grown man. Crossing uh, Waller to crap himself and allowing Mensa to hit a spinning heel kick for the win and qualify. For the ladder match on Halloween Havoc. So we have uh, Carmelo Hayes. We have Oro Mensa, who I'm actually very intrigued to see him in a in a uh, ladder match. He's, he should be fun. Uh, there's going to be another qualifying match tonight. Wesley 
uh, who was supposed to be the original challenger uh, voted by us, the NXT Universe, for Carmelo Hayes in that match, got jumped by Solo. Uh, not by Solo. Who did he get jumped by? My mom got Carmelo Hayes. Duh. Uh, but, uh, Wesley wants to earn his way in. Uh, because of that, Stax called uh, Wesley a stunad, which I do believe uh, is not a smart person in Italian. Um, so it's going to be Wesley tonight. It's going to be Tony Vishkinish trying again, John Smith, for the millionth time, Tony D, to get the North American title. There's no Santos Escobar this time. Wesley caution Webble. Uh, I don't see how Wesley beats Tony D, but I'm picking it to happen because I don't think Tony D should be in a five-man ladder match. I think that Wesley, you know, belongs in that match more, and I don't think that either one of them is going to be coming out of it with the title. So, you know, uh, yeah, give me Wesley somehow. Maybe, maybe over another Raw roll-up. John the Connie. Yeah, that, that's that's Lee's go-to move. And, and when he's in a match that he's got no right winning and uh, he gets dominated for most of it, he just kind of wraps himself around and hits a raw roll-up. He's done it before. Yeah, uh, yeah, give, me Lee, give me Lee coming out of this one and being added to that ladder match. All right, by my calculation, he's got two raw roll-ups this year. So maybe not. Uh, I guess that's two more than most people do on NXT. Yeah, yeah that is pretty frequent in NXT because they don't have that many to begin with. They're pretty recent too. Yeah, I got. I know. I got Wes. I. I. I, I now it's going to come true again. <laughs> I, I, I'm back on track. Wesley as North American champion. We're back on track. He's going the baby face good guy route. I'm going to earn my way instead of actually having the spot already given to him. Um, <laughs> so a little. He stacks is a little bit correct. Here. A little bit of do not, but it's just uh, it's the baby face thing to do. He's got pride. He's got power. He's a badass mother who don't take no crap from nobody. All right, and that will, uh, I don't say main, I don't know if it's going to main, who knows what's going to main about NXT, but that's the last match we're going to talk about as we transition from NXT to layeth the smacketh down on your Rudy Poo candy ass. And uh, we're, uh, we're starting with John Smith. It's a new day. Yes, it is. It is a new day. They, uh, they're facing the maximum male models. Uh, we start off with with Woods and <clears throat> Mansois. You know, they a little bit of chain wrestling, and then Mansois, instead of jumping over Woods when he drops down to his belly, he just stands on him and starts doing a runway walk, and then poses at the at the edge of the at the edge of the ring, uh, to which he then just gets hit from behind. Um, but then Mansois, or no, Masse did a blind tag, so he takes over. And he's doing a little bit of posing while he's beating up Woods. You know, they went back and forth on Woods for a while, for about two minutes. And then uh, um, Max, Maxine, yeah, yeah, Maxine Dupree ended up taking a, a camera from one of the cameramen. And she was, they were posing with Woods while they, while they were by the ropes. And Kofi from behind hits Marseille. Woods hits the backwoods on Mansois. And we check one off for SmackDown. And then afterwards, L.A. Knight, perhaps? Because he got really upset 
about this loss. He was upset, and all three of them was um, Maxwell or Max Dupree. He was really upset, and he took his jacket off, which was a project in itself because it was so tight. And he started whip, beating the rig apron with it, and he's screaming, and he just walks off. So I, I'm hoping this is the beginning of the end of Dupree and the beginning of the beginning of the new L.A. Knight. Or maybe they'll give him a third name or a fifth name or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Xavier Woods, our savior is back with the backwoods. Or I guess as we saw him earlier, maybe he's going to call it the frontwoods. Hey! hey! Am I right? Am I right? Huh? Huh? The frontwoods? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drew McIntyre wants a strap match against Karrion Cross at Extreme Rules. Scarlett eventually came out to distract Drew so Cross, again, can back jump him. Fireball and a low blow from Scarlett allows Cross uh, to put Drew to sleep. So they, uh, right now, I said, John McConaughey and I were kind of discussing it in pre-production, uh, Johnson. I kind of feel like that has to be the main event for Extreme Rules right now. I don't know what other the other matches that can, can do that. Give me Strowman and McIntyre. Unless they uh, do I'm sorry, McIntyre and... Um, we're at the Karen Cross. I just I'm looking at Strowman's name. I apologize. Braun Strowman defeated Otis with a power bomb. Impressive. Yeah, there you go. What about the women though? The women yeah, the women, women. It could be Ronda. I don't know. I don't know. Ladder match. Bailey in a ladder match. Ronda. Liv, Liv Morgan. Ronda and live in a in a in a anything in a street fight. You know. If Liv Morgan main events this thing and wins in Philadelphia, like this is this is an unbelievable streak that she's been going on. <laughs> Uh, Raquel Rodriguez, she defeated Dakota Kai after a screwgirl roll-up. Check another one for SmackDown. Look at SmackDown double up this week. Uh, Shotzi got involved again, so they're going to have Shotzi and Bailey this Friday night, John DeConi. Yeah, sorry, Shotzi. Uh, I know you're you're just kind of getting comfortable in your new uh, job as a face there, and everyone's probably got your back and feeling all good for you, but... Something tells me you've got a roast plant in your future. John Smith. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Bianca makes an appearance on SmackDown and costs Bailey the match, and we see a raw roll-up. That's the only way I can see Shotzi winning, but I'll go with the odds here and take Bailey. Yeah, I see Bailey. I, I, I can't see Bailey taking a pin right now. And I think I, I feel like that's why it's a ladder match because I don't think Bailey or Bianca are, are going to take a pin. I, it, it's it, that was a weird setup. We'll get to that in a second, but yeah, I, I don't see Bailey getting pinned right now. So give me a uh, give me Bailey. Hit Row was holding some sort of function uh, with other wrestlers. Everyone was having a good time. It looked like Los Lotharios got tossed and ran for hitting on B Fab. Eventually, they came back and attacked the Hit Row. So we got Hit Row and Los Lotharios, John Smith, this Friday. Um, I'm going to go with the Lotharios by some sort of deceitful means so we can see these two go at it again at, at Extreme Rules. Oh, what stipulation you got there, John Degani? Uh, you have a pole match? I, <laughs> maybe just a, a good old-fashioned eight-man, because if Los Lotharios are going to win, maybe they get a little help from Legato, Ooh. and which brings the Street Profits in with Hit Row, and then we get a little eight-man with Santos at ringside to cause some mayhem. 
Oh, I like that. Okay, I'm going to go with that. I like that. Stick with that. Then we have the roller coaster of emotions. That was the opening segment with the bloodline to start the show. Roman asked Solo Sokoa to acknowledge him, which he did. Sammy chimed in saying that he also acknowledges Roman because that's just what Sammy does. But nobody asked Sammy to say anything. And at this moment, okay, so let's just stop, right? Just hit the pause button on this whole thing. I had a little bit of a breakdown on the greatest match of all time between Edge and Randy Orton way back when that happened during the, uh, the pandemic and everything. There was, they had to check off certain criteria for that match to actually be the greatest wrestling match of all time in someone's mind. And the big thing is you have to be emotionally invested in everybody involved. It can't be once, like, it can't just be, like, a huge Randy Orton fan and hate Edge. Then it's not going to be the greatest match of all time. Like, you have to love both people. Love the bloodline. Love Sami Zayn. And I didn't realize how much I did until they started yelling at Sami. And my heart is breaking for this. I'm like, I can't believe, like, I am so emotionally invested in this. Uh told him to take the bloodline shirt off and as everybody heart and everybody's heart broke when Jay did rip that he got he was happy to rip that thing off of Sammy. Roman was just playing ha ha and presented Sammy with an honorary Ooze t-shirt and oh, it was just I, I was just like yeah and what they did is what I saw today on Twitter, and I couldn't download the video to actually put this on the show. Everybody, you, they've done it before with other things where I guess it's just like, like a packed bar with a huge TV screen, and then something happens or something, and then the whole place goes nuts. Yeah. And it was right when Sammy turned the shirt around, and the bar went absolutely crazy. <laughs> and it was exactly just how I was feeling. John Smith, you mentioned before, Sammy is top three, or did you say top three right now? Is it? He's in my personal top three the current guys. He's just everything he does is gold, and you know, not to mention the matches that he's in, but like you know, everything other than the matches has just been so good for the past year, really. You know, between you know him being the with that with that leisure suit that he wears with his slicked <laughs> hair, when he was the, you know when he was Intercontinental Champion, like you know he's gold, man. He's so awesome at this. John the Connie, were you jumping up and down? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This was <laughs> everything I wanted it to be. And the maybe the best part, like there are freeze frames, there are moments in time, like uh, you know, like Eddie Murphy when uh he's getting explained the pork bellies, which are used to make bacon, which is used in a bacon and lettuce tomato sandwich. And you get that look on Eddie Murphy's face when he like breaks the fourth wall and looks at the camera. Freeze framing Jay's face when he realized that it went from we're about to kick him out to wait, we still like him. That was absolute gold. <laughs> so uh, we keep going with uh, with the bloodline the rest of the way on our part. It was, uh, for them, it actually it was spread out throughout the show. Usos are 50 days away from breaking the New Day's title reign record, which kind of puts us, I guess, in December at TLC. Uh, would you, 
if they're breaking the New Day's record, let's just put that in a TLC match. That's what I'm thinking. Let's just put, let, let, let the New Day defend their record, I guess is, 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 is the way to put it. Like, in it let, let it main event TLC. Um, I think that would be an awesome way to go. I know Hunter, I know Triple H is a big fan of the Essential Wrestling Podcast. I know he's watching. Hunter, write that down for me. Don't give me credit for it. That's fine. I'll give myself my own credit. Um, just make it happen. I think that would be great. But the Usos, they did have a tag team championship match that main evented uh, SmackDown last week. They defeated uh, the Brawling Brutes after a 1D. Um, apparently, uh, Imperium got involved in this. And then not this upcoming Friday, the following Friday, they're going to put up, uh, they're going to run back Gunther and Sheamus for the Intercontinental Championship to go up against Bound for Glory in the season premiere of SmackDown. Damn it, Impact. <coughs> Damn it. Like, stop. Ugh, Impact. Saturday afternoon is just sitting there. And then the one match that's gonna, that is going to uh, come out of this for this Friday uh, because Sami Zayn, who was just on, not even cloud nine, he was on cloud like 15 or 20, whatever. He was just the greatest moment in that guy's uh, uh, wrestling career and character-wise. Uh, he ran into Ricochet, Matt, Cat Moss, who were both kind of raining uh, on his big moment. And then they were both taken out by Sola Sokoa. Um, and like I said, Sola, him and Sammy are boys. Sammy took a bullet for Solo, and Solo is remembering it. So John Smith, we got we got the bloodline being represented by Solo Sokoa and honorary Oos Sami Zayn, who 100% will be sporting that T-shirt for the rest of the duration until he screws over Roman Reigns as a title. Um Going up against Mad Cat Moss and Ricochet. Yeah, I got I got Solo hitting the, the I think it's called the spinning solo. I, I think this his uh, rock bottom move. I got him taking out um, probably Madcap with that. John the Connor. Yeah, I think I think Sammy is uh, going to get himself a nice little win streak here uh, by hooker by crook and having Solo there with him. Uh, I think that this one's a no-brainer. So I give me the bloodline. Okay, we're we're really early on time, so let's just play a theory here. Uh, not awesome theory, but let's just like have a little fun. I know Cody's coming back. John Smith, I apologize. I know he's left time. I'm not going to say his name. But yeah, <laughs> we we didn't get Sammy with money in the bank to have that with the bloodline. Can Sammy win the Rumble, John the Connie? <laughs> and then like then it, it, it's going to happen like sammy's going to challenge roman see that's the thing that wouldn't be the surprise though that's i don't think that's the master plan i don't think sammy's gonna, no there's got there's got to be some type of master plan here it, they'll, they'll do the money in the bank thing this year maybe uh, so you have sammy go through all this through wrestlemania and then when the next money in the bank that would be awesome yeah it's only like a month after wrestlemania and 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 the end of May is when Roman hits a thousand days. So it all will line up during the celebration. Sammy, boom, in the back. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom, new champ. <laughs> Love it. All right. Remember this day. Was it September 27th? We are calling John Smith is calling it right now, and he he has predicted stuff like this before in the past. We remember Rocky Four. 
And he's been calling for a thousand days for a while. So I've been calling a thousand days since the day Walter lost his title. Yes, but now we have how he loses it. It's going to be Sami Zayn on his thousand. That's it. Roman hits a thousand. (laughs) That would be awesome. All right. So let's transition from all. Let's transition from May 2023 back to last Monday night on Raw. Uh, what are we going to lead off with here? Let's just get the colors straight first. Oh, that's impact. I like it only impact and raw are both right. It's kind of tough to distinguish the two. Uh, Rey Mysterio again reiterates that he's by no means will he attack Dominic. He's going to focus on Seth Rollins tonight because you know, John Connie, you know, right, right, Ray knows what Seth can do. I don't want to talk about it. All right. <laughs> Seth Rollins defeated Rey Mysterio after Dom, again, giving his father a chair to hit him, uh, attacked him, uh, got attacked from behind by Rita Ripley, allowing Seth to hit the curb stomp, followed by a Peruvian necktie. Was that really necessary? No, because Rey was already out cold. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just Seth saying, hey, I know this submission move. Look what I, look what I can do. Look you what know, I can do. <laughs> you know what a Colombian necktie is, Al? I, 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 is it Xavier Woods' his other finishing move? Yeah, he used it on Page. No, I'm just he, he finished Page with that move, right? The front. No, it's, it's when you slit somebody's throat and pull their tongue out the the hole. Oh, so it's hanging down like a necktie. Spe- oh, speaking of which, I forgot about that. Oh, uh, speaking of which, uh, Impact. They're doing another. Uh, I oh, I had the graphic. I gotta pull it up. Hold on, I saved it. Uh, what, what are we talking about next? What is Finn Balor, I don't care. Let's go back to the impact for a second. <laughs> this I was is sick when I saw this. Do I? Oh, did I not? Did I not? Oh, I didn't say the name. All right, they're doing the, the International Province Wrestling Federation. Whatever. It's gonna be another event by Impact uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and uh, Timber, I believe, is still around. I do believe uh, Building is still around. I spy a Georgia girl. I do believe Southern Bell. Still around, Rough Riders. I don't know where the Rough Riders just split up. What was uh, who were the Rough Riders? Sean McConaughey. Uh, that was Je- the now Jessica and Jordan. I think. I know. That's, shh. What are their names? I are, names? are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna have new champions. I believe the Downtown Daddy Brown and Sex Ferguson. I do believe are uh, with other province uh, federation companies. So uh, interesting to see uh, where we go from there. Anyway, so back to Monday Night Raw. I apologize. I got excited about that. I can't, I can't wait for that show. That show had me in tears last year. I was laughing so hard. And thank God for that, the doctor to put uh, what's his throat back together with a pencil and something else, like that, duct tape or whatever it was. So the, the, he was a butcher, right? It was like Frank the Butcher. It was Frank the Butcher. Frank the Butcher. His, uh, his uh, throat slip by Rip Razor. <laughs> thank God for Dr. Snow. Yes, exactly. Whew. All right, back to Monday Night Raw. Uh, Finn approached AJ. Zoom the funny thing is, too, actually, just real quick. That's going to be the segment that Joey cuts for Twitter for Raw, us talking about impact with the Raw. Hey, two minutes of the guys talking about tonight's Raw, and we're talking about the fake impact. <laughs> All right, back to Raw. Joe, back to Raw. Here we go. Finn Balor approached AJ Styles backstage, again, offering a spot in the Judgment Day, which, again, AJ declined. Then AJ went on to have a match uh, with Sami Zayn, John Smith. I don't want to say it's a little unprovoked, but the, the, there, there was no crossing between the bloodline and AJ. Not you know, AJ and Roman was five, six years ago. Man, just a scheduled match that ends up going over twenty minutes. Yeah, 
and you guys don't want to any two guys you want to see go 20 minutes it's these two on raw so i was they did not disappoint it was just you know not, nothing too crazy because you know it is monday night raw they didn't pull out all the stops but they uh you know they just had had themselves a classic you know brawl it was great um until the end when solo sokoa decided to hit his spinning solo or rock bottom or whatever onto the ring apron on the outside. He didn't get involved the entire match. Sammy held his own. He, he stayed in the match with AJ. He never got pinned by AJ. So that's that's something to uh, to pat yourself on the back for. But he did need Solo's help because then he hits the Haluva kick, the Haluva kick after the spinning solo, and we get the one, two, three, and then the lights go out, and here comes the Judgment Day. And Finn Balor comes out and offers him one more time, offers AJ, join the Judgment Day. And AJ and he throws up the two sweet. And then AJ goes to throw up the two sweet, gives him the finger instead. So he gets beaten the crap out of until eventually he's got a chair around his neck. And Finn Balor's about to do, do a double stomp right onto it and end his career. And then he stops and he says, you're my friend. That's why I didn't do that to you. So I guess it's all leading up to either AJ joining eventually or we get AJ beating the crap out of Finn. Yeah, it's a, we'll, we'll get this. And this is now, this is one of the Judgment Day uh, portion of, uh, of Monday Night Raw. We had Matt Riddle main event against Damian Priest. Riddle got the Raw roll up. Finally, check one for Monday Night Raw. Took him to the buzzer. The buzzer beater, the last match of the week. Raw finally got one in. Post-match attack on Riddle by the Judgment Day, but then here comes Edge, takes out the Judgment Day, wants Balor in an I Quit match at Extreme Rules. So we'll get into more of that when we make our Extreme Rules pick next week. But John Smith already is. So, so is, is AJ, because he was friends with Edge. Was, no, he wasn't friends with Edge. They fought at WrestleMania. No, he hates Edge. AJ Styles, now that I'm thinking about it. It was like living hell for Christ, uh, for Christ's sake. Um. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, AJ, because it's an I quit match, you just got to say, make your opponent say I quit. That's the only way you can win. So um, unless Lyric or Ruby or Beth are in attendance, I don't know how you're supposed to make Edge say I quit. So it'll be interesting to see what the Judgment Day has up their sleeves for this one. Maybe it's the way that The Rock got Foley to say I quit back at Royal Rumble 99. Yeah, yeah. By just using a, a sound bite of him saying I quit. <laughs> The Miz Force. <laughs> Miz Force. I like it. They didn't work out too well, but I liked it. John Nakani, I spy Grant Fuhrer, huh? <laughs> that, that was my best get. You know, I was trying to describe these things, and, you know, if, if you're wearing an Edmonton goalie mask, you might as well be Grant Fuhrer. Oh, okay. I thought it was, it's, yeah, might as well. He's a Hall of Fame goaltender for him. <laughs> a couple Stanley Cups for him. That's might it. As well. Uh, the, uh, Dexter Loomis, uh, ripping off Grant Fuhrer, attacking the Miz with a hockey stick in Edmonton. That's if there's gonna, if you, you want to make a Canadian crowd go nuts, you beat somebody up with a hockey stick, uh, and then applying sign, uh, silence, you know, just for fun. John the Connie, uh, speaking of, uh, they were in Canada, I believe, uh, Omas was playing twin action. I believe Corey Graves had some fun at twin action's expense, yeah. Well, you know. They, they didn't bother to give us a graphic to tell us who they were, so Graves filled us in. This was the uh, the, the maple syrup kid and the ultimate hoser. And uh, 
The match went sub two minutes because Omos. Uh, both men took a, a a choke bomb, and it ended with Omos's foot on the chest of the Ultimate Hoser, which I deemed to be the gentleman wearing the bright pink because that kind of seemed more like the Ultimate Warrior's garb. Mm-hmm. And then he dragged him out, stacked him on top of the announce desk, and then he stood on top of the announce desk and roared and really no one cared fun story do you know the origin of the word hoser do you know what hoser means john the county no sir john smith i know you don't speak I think, i'm sure it has something to do with pantyhose maybe no no so hoser yeah, hose just down the the rink maybe a hoser is a derogatory term uh it means loser and the reason being is back in the pre-zamboni days when your guys were playing pick up hockey the losing team had to hose the ice down to resurface it for the next group. So if you had you were a hoser, you're a bunch of hosers. You're a loser. Nice. And that's how you speak. That was my second guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, damage Control was doing an in-ring promo to start the show. Long story short, the Raw Women's title match at Extreme Rules will now be a ladder match. And as we discussed earlier, it doesn't seem like they want either Bailey or Bianca Belair's shoulders to the mat at the moment. So this is one way to avoid that. Uh, they had a match after that with Bianca Belair and EO Sky going 18 minutes. Woo! Awesome. Bianca won, wins with the KOD. Uh, but yes, let's do that again. Uh, staying in the women's division, Candice LeRae uh, making her debut. We got uh, we got Johnny Wrestling back. Now we get uh, another member of the way, uh, his lovely bride, Candice LeRae. Uh, she defeated Nikki Ash in a swinging neckbreaker from the middle turnbuckle. Post-match backstage, Candice LeRae jumps right into the Raw Women's Title Bleep Show, telling Bianca, telling Bianca to shut Bailey up, which of course Bailey heard. Dakota got a little frisky towards Candice LeRae, so John Smith, we're rewinding back to NXT 2018-19, whatever it was, when the women's division was the hottest thing on the planet. Dakota Kai, Candice LeRae, let's go. Yeah, we're gonna. I, I mean, I got, I got Candice winning this one, but what I really want to see is Candice versus EO again. Yes, those two. Yes, that is like one of like three women's matches ever to be on a takeover in a one-on-one contest to not be for the title. They just hated each other so much. Dakota and Tegan did it too. Uh, I don't remember if there was a third or not, but yes, Candice LeRae, EO Shirai. Hate each other, John McConaughey. Yeah, so maybe that's uh, that's how that's how we get there. We Candace beats Dakota, Eo sticks up for her buddy, and then we get those two down the line. Please. So if Bailey's outnumbered now four to three. Speaking of Tegan, mm. let's go. Get Tegan Hunter. I know you're watching. Put that down under what we've been talking about earlier. I forgot what it was, but. Bring. No, uh, you know what I'd be I'd be more down with Candace turning on her three, going with the going with Bailey, and then Tegan coming in and teaming with yes. with with Bianca. Okay, that I think that would make more sense. Anywhere to get anywhere to get Tegan in. Anywhere to get Tegan in. Uh, then staying with the uh, Larray slash or the old way, the Larray slash Gargano family. Kevin Owens with Johnny Gargano. They defeated Alpha Academy after a one final beat DDT on Chad Gable. Post match backstage, Austin Theory kind of laid into Alpha Academy for losing 
as his phone rings and it's Braun Strowman, because that makes all the sense in, in the world. Uh, anyways, uh, Bronze tells Theory uh, to tell Chad Gable. See, this is where the game telephone comes from. I'm going to tell you something to tell somebody else something. So Braun tells Theory to tell Chad Gable uh, that he's, I guess, going to get these hands next, whatever Braun says. So we have Braun Strowman, Chad Gable, John Smith. Oh, yeah, it's in Chad Gable's hometown, so that way they don't have to fly his body back. <laughs> That's what Braun said. Yes. Um, well, obviously Braun wins unless there's something that they're planning for Extreme Rules where, like, maybe Otis gets involved and, you know, they screw him over or whatever, and then we continue. But how does Braun not come out with the victory on this one? Yeah. So we can get Braun versus Alpha Academy at Extreme Rules in some type of two-on-one, or you can make it you can just pull another 10 year old out of the crowd and John McConaughey. Yeah. I think Braun takes his one and I, I don't care if, uh, you know, Chad brings Otis and Austin theory, you know, they, you know three guys can get power bond. That's fine. All right. And then with all that as well, Johnny Gargano, he's going to take on Otis, John McConaughey. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know where they go next for this. I'm going to say Gargano gets the win just because he's, you know, he's back. He's on a roll. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Give me Johnny wrestling. John Smith. I can't remember a match, whether it be tag team or singles that alpha Academy has won since they're the road to WrestleMania to get into that tag team championship, triple threat. I can't, they can't buy a bucket right now. Yeah. But I mean, Otis looked real good against Braun. They didn't have him get squashed, you know, which, no, no. which is kind of a victory in itself right there. You know, it shows you what they think of Otis at least. And if, you know, Johnny's not going to have anybody on his, uh, by his side and Otis could have either theory interfere because he hates Johnny or, uh, Chad interfering because it's his partner. So I'm going to go with the with the odds here, with the numbers, and I'm going to go with Otis. All right, I got well. He's, he's going to have Kevin Owens. Apparently, Kevin Owens is a huge Johnny Gargano fan, or as they say in the wrestling world, he's a Mark uh, Johnny Gargano. So yeah, let's go Johnny. Like I said, Alpha Academy, they just can't buy a bucket. So I'm just going to stick with that for now, and that will do it for show hour 25. Good work, boys. Apparently Gary's uh, the caddy shack of all of us after uh, all the past couple weeks. You've been saying can't buy a bucket. Would you just start playing NBA hands? <laughs> my brother, my brother's got an arcade uh, thing down in his garage. I started playing NBA jams over the summer. That's what, I was, that's what I said. Oh my god! I knew that's where it came from. Can't buy yeah. a bucket. The Seattle SuperSonics. Give me, give me, me Sean Kemp and Benoit Benjamin all day long. Benoit Benjamin. What? Was God Sham God in that game? <laughs> All right, so let's get to being here. The primetime rundown is back in its usual time uh, time and day as Joey Jarzenga, Ian Schreier, and Mike Zabo return to Friday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Time with everything you need to know in the sports world. And definitely go to them for the advice because... I, I can't figure out this NFL season if my life depended on it. And I, I can't, I can't buy a bucket. I don't even know. I, think, I don't even know who the Detroit Lions are playing next week. Um, I'm going to go with them with everything just upside down in the National Football League. But I guess the good thing is, 
Uh, we're not too far behind because the primetime rundown, other than Larry Park, uh, they didn't have a good week either. Uh, so uh, we're one win, by, we're one game behind in the win column, under 500 by a lot, though. We uh, and on behalf of that, I'm sorry, guys. This is a lot of this iPad, this sun. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to tell me who you picked this week, so I don't pick the same thing as you. Because those are my two losses, and the same, the same as you. I'm gonna go with Detroit. Screw it. I, I, I don't know who they're playing. Doesn't matter. I, I guess I'm gonna go with the Detroit Lions. Sure. Everything else is backwards. The fact that the Jacksonville Jaguars are an offensive juggernaut right now is completely blowing my. I'm happy for them. Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne. I think the owners, the owners' kids, kind of a schmuck, but. Uh, <laughs> Lions are at home hosting the Seahawks. I'm going to Detroit Lions. There you go. George Arzanka, write it down. Detroit Rock City. Let's go. All right. Back to what we're doing. Uh, do you have any interest in becoming a sports reporter? Would you like to be asking high-profile coaches and players questions in person? Are you a college student looking to break into the sports media industry and looking to write about your favorite team? The Eastern Observer is looking for interested candidates to join the family for college credits. Look no further. Aspiring writers, social media specialists, content creators, etc., can inquire by emailing eosports3 at gmail.com. We are looking forward to having you join the Eastern Observer family. The Black Cats NYC, the official band of the Eastern Observer. Please go to any of these music providers, SoundCloud, Spotify, Deezer, Amazon Music, anywhere that you get your music, you can get the new album by the Black Cats NYC called Free Cake, out now, play loud. As always, the Essential Wrestling Podcast is sponsored by Pro Wrestling Pick'em, the internet leader in sports entertainment picking pools. Join us in the Essential Wrestling Podcast public pool to play against us or create a private pool with you and your friends. ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Play against your friends, play against the universe, and guys, she will like it too. Join us back here next week for episode 121 at 5 p.m. on all of our viewing options anywhere you're watching the show or listening to the show uh please join us again next week and while you're here and whatever platform you're on now watching or listening please make sure you like this episode and subscribe to the easy observer to make sure we get all the updates on all of our shows and news articles it's all about the algorithm John Smith, anything before we get out of here? Uh, sorry about my coughing fits. Uh, thank you for picking up the slack. Mostly John, thank you. Hey, no problem, Kyle. We're glad you're feeling better and you're breathing well. John the Kyle. <laughs> Yo. Oh, man. Here we go, <laughs> Uh Yeah, no, just, uh, yeah, it's a it's a rough NFL week looking at that slack, uh, that, uh, that lineup of games, too. It's going to be another tough one. So that will do it us for that record time. I don't think we've done an hour 30 since probably episode one with our with our sheriff, Tyler Adele. Uh, we're going around this Sunday sauce. I'm not supposed to say anything. I swore I got, a, I got a notification because I subscribed to the Eastern Observer on YouTube and I helped the algorithm. So if you subscribe, you can find out yourself if the Sunday sauce is back this Sunday. 
That will do it for us today. For John Smith, for John the Connie, my name is Al Carl. Thank you for joining us. Alexa Bliss, we love you. Hi, Brookside. Gonna take over here. John the Connie, take us Thanks for joining us. And as always, we wish you the best in all your future endeavors. Like Maddox was doing nothing. I'm going to go watch it again. <laughs> you can share your screen, right? Well, that's her AEW record, though.